Hello, and welcome to another unedited COVID-19 episode of the Gritty Girls podcast. Yeah, and you know, we want to talk this time about universal masking. Um, Leslie and I will each talk about, you know, our own feelings about it, whether we're masking or not, and maybe as you... Uh, by the end of the podcast of this episode, you'll form um, a more concrete opinion about um, whether you're going to wear a mask or not, right? And so, Leslie, yeah. how about you? Are you? I know that you went when you went to Costco. You already had a mask on, so I, yes. I, I'm guessing that your position is yes. Let's mask. I am now. Yes, I think you started before me. Mm-hmm. Um, It wasn't until, I guess, a little over a week ago that I started thinking, you know, um, I'd like a little bit of (laughs) um, extra protection. I know it's not going to be as good as the N95 mask, Mm -hmm. but um, I wanted something. And um, my, my, I had been talking with my mother and a friend of hers was making some masks for residents at a um, nursing um, nursing home for their residents to wear. And so they had kind of modified a pattern that got modified even more. And I was impressed with um, the protection that this, of what they came up with, of how it, what it offered. And it even had a pocket. Um, you could slide a little cutout of maybe like a HEPA vacuum filter and stick that in there for extra protection. And as we were making it, I was thinking to myself, you know, I really should make one for each member of my family just in case we needed to get out. And so I've been wearing one ever since. Yeah. And, you know, just for reference for people, two days ago was when the CDC officially recommended that Americans start wearing a mask, Uh, not a surgical mask or an N95 mask. We want to leave those to healthcare workers. But, you know, one that you make at home. Uh, You don't even need to, uh, if if you want to make uh, make one. You don't even know how. You don't need to know how to sew. Um, if you go to the right. CDC website, they show uh, someone showing you how to make one with rubber bands and just a piece of cloth, uh, like an old yeah. T-shirt, even. Um, so, a friend of mine used hair ties. because yeah. she didn't have a rubber band, so right. that works too. So you do not need to know how to sew. And if you want to buy one, go on Etsy. Um, my sister suggested that, and I was like, of course, go on Etsy. And there are tons yeah. of masks there, tons, all kinds of colors, sizes, shapes, you know. Right. Yeah, whatever you want. And if you do know how to sew, well, if you've got a little extra time on your hands, which I'm gathering a lot of you do, <laughs> now's the time to break out your sewing machine, like what my mom and I did. And, you know, I actually ended up making a video tutorial because I had several people ask how we did it and because I didn't have a pattern to send to them I threw together a video really quick at the last minute Mm -hmm. and so um, I know a lot of people are making them or making them for family members but yeah Etsy's a great place if you don't know anyone who sews. Yeah and there are lots of videos um, including yours Um, so just you know do a quick YouTube search. So let's quickly lay out um, this issue of you know, I think the big question is, will it protect me, right? And I want to mm-hmm. help break it down a little bit so that uh, people can have all of the factors in their minds when they when they make this decision. Because, okay, so right. the question again, will it protect me? That's the big question. And the answer is, it depends. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. very clear for certain groups of people that, yes, you need to wear a mask. So number one, if you are sick, If you think you are sick, yes, you should wear a mask. If you are at home, if you share a household with someone who is sick, 
then yes, you should wear a mask in case you have contracted, uh, whether it's uh, COVID-19 or another coronavirus or an, a flu uh, virus, um, yes, wear a mask. Obviously, if you're a healthcare yeah. worker. And then the last part, um, or the immunocompromised, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, those folks. But then there's everyone else. So with everyone else, yeah. you know, the issue is, well, you know, will it protect me from getting uh, the virus? And for those who... Uh, didn't agree with the mask and why the CDC waited so long is that, you know, the evidence shows definitely that there is transmission through droplets, right? If someone coughs, sneezes, uh, and it lands on surfaces uh, or on you, uh, then yeah, yeah, you can, and you touch the surface and touch your face. Okay. So it's droplet. And the sneeze can travel up to 27 feet. Oh, nice fact. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just, I just. Nothing else day. in me travels that far. <laughs> I mean, that, that's. I'm guessing that's probably the max. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have a, a little uh, competition? No, let's not. No. Okay, no. so right, and so there. What the CDC had believed was, no, you cannot breathe this in. Okay. Yeah. So is that true? Can is the virus, airborne? Can it be aerosolized? There's some debate on that. That's yes. what's getting scary. Yes. It's now they're coming back and saying, well, mm. it might be airborne. You know, so the WHO, uh, World Health Organization, says the evidence is not compelling, but it's inconclusive right now. Yes. Right? It's definitely aerosolized if you're uh, in a medical setting uh, after you intubate a patient. Okay, or if you're in, if if the patient has been there and has been intubated, even in, in you know a couple of days have passed, some yeah. of that virus could be aerosolized still in the air, um, and that's why they have these. Um, oh gosh, are they called negative pressure rooms? Uh, where they suck the the air out and recycle it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a vacuum. Exactly, but there are aerosol scientists. That's right. There are scientists that study hmm. aerosolization uh, of microbes. I, I guess, and you know, one was quoted as saying, "There is no doubt in the minds of scientists in our you know field that the virus spreads in the air." Wow. Mm-hmm. So the you know the difference between aerosols and droplets is that. You know, for people who are like, well, what are aerosols? Aerosols are produced by talking and breathing, just talking and right. breathing. Uh, and the measles and TB, you know, they they do travel uh, as airborne particles. And that's why measles yeah. is one of the most uh, 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 infectious uh, viruses, yeah. um, you know, within all the viruses uh, that are infectious. Um, so, you know... Again, the results are mixed. And so in Wuhan, where they did uh, a study where they gathered uh, air samples outside of a busy, a couple of busy department stores at the at the exit, as well as at a hospital, they did find viral RNA from SARS-CoV-2. That is a name of the virus for COVID-19, by the way. Um, But we don't know if those viral RNA can actually infect human cells. But, you know, it was positive for it. So, yeah. you know, what, what I'm saying that what I'm saying is that, you know, why did the CDC change its mind? I think it's a number of factors. 
I think one of them is that it's inconclusive whether this virus in certain conditions can be aerosolized. Okay, so let's Mm. go with this. Let's go to number two, the second point. If you do assume that COVID-19 cannot be airborne, like it can't be transmitted through people talking exhaled breath, okay? Right. So you're like, I don't need a mask. Well, you're assuming Mm -hmm. then, just as the CDC may be assumed or recommended, that the sick will definitely wear one. Yeah. Well, will they? Do they? I mean, (laughs) here's the thing, guys. In our culture here, unlike in Asia, it's not cool to wear a mask. If you wear a mask, it means that you're sick. You have cancer. You're immunocompromised. Nobody wants to wear a mask because here it's it's a stigma. I mean, you, you nobody right. wants to feel like people are looking at them and feeling sorry for them because they're sick. So we have to it's fight like through. For, more like, like, ooh, I better get away from yeah, that. Yeah, like you have COVID-19. Right. And yeah. it happened to your mom. Yes. Oh, yes. She had an incident. So um, my mom is, by the way, a cancer survivor. And um, she was wearing a mask. Um well, not only is she a cancer survivor, but she's over the age of 60. Mm-hmm. And so she just wanted to take extra precaution. And she was in the grocery store uh, just earlier this week. And my mom said there were a couple of other people wearing masks, not many. But she wasn't alone. But there was a young couple that made fun of her. They pulled their the collar of their shirts up over their nose and they were laughing, saying, ha ha, got your mask on. Um, saying that to each other right within earshot in front of my mom. Right. And, um, of course, this couple looked like they were maybe all but 20, if mm-hmm. that. And what's sad and scary about that is that young couple, they could have the virus be asymptomatic mm-hmm. or maybe it just affects them like a mild cold. Mm-hmm. They're out and about, and they're spreading it to um, other people like my mom who are over the age of 60, who um, have been, you know, have gotten over cancer. And not only that, even if you're under the age of 60, I mean, we're seeing younger and younger people getting sick and dying from this. Yeah. And um, it, it really just shows ignorance. At the end of the day, it's yes. pure ignorance. Yes, it is ignorance. And, you know, I think that, and again, I think that what they show is, is uh, you know, in addition to ignorance, it is a reflection of our culture's um, kind of viewpoint on wearing a mask. Um, mm. That's the stigma of wearing a mask. So if we're all wearing a mask, right, if we're all wearing a mask, then the sick will wear a then. You don't know who's sick, right? I mean, it's right. it's crowd psychology. Um, yeah. So, and and that's and that's the issue is will the sick wear one, right? And then you brought up the mm. point of the those who are asymptomatic, and what about the mm-hmm. pre-symptomatic? You're shedding, right. you know, they've shown uh, this virus. One of the terrible things about it is that, you know. The eight, for example, all right, so one of the terrible things is that there's a good proportion of people, a big chunk of people who are in asymptomatic. They did a study with the people, remember the Diamond Princess cruise ship uh, in Japan, yeah. right, that docked in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, at Japan, whatever. And they went on board and, you know, they tested everybody. And what they were so surprised to find was that 17.9% of the people were asymptomatic. And that has proven out wow. uh, to be the case uh, in 
I think, a couple other studies uh, that have shown that that many people, we're talking, you know, close to 20 percent, a fifth of people with this virus is shedding it left and right without knowing. Um, and, And that people who don't know yet that they're sick, they're starting to shed. You know, one of the reasons that SARS, which is, um, you know, has a high death rate, I think it's like 10 or 20 percent death rate. And the reason that they were able to get that under control so well is that um, you show symptoms before you start being infectious. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. they could immediately lock those people down. Uh, And the people themselves would know and lock themselves down. But this virus, I mean, sneaky, uh, you know, you just don't know. So what about that? And so if we're all wearing a mask, then the asymptomatic and the presymptomatic are preventing themselves from transmitting it to other people. Right. Right? Exactly. Right. And that's, you know, that's the issue. So, you know, I feel pretty strongly about this mask issue. And, you know, I've been posting on Facebook a lot about it. Uh, And one of the arguments against it that, you know, I, I think that people can think about, but that I don't really agree with is, you know, oh, you know, you may uh, contract the virus more if you if you wear the mask. Uh, And they're saying, yes, yeah, if you if you don't know how to handle the mask. You know, you may infect yourself oh, because you're touching yeah. it. You know, you're touching the outside of it and right. you're rubbing it on, you know, other things. Um, and so, again, this question of, well, you know, is is everyone wearing a mask about uh, making sure that the asymptomatic, the, ace, the pre-symptomatic and the sick are not transmitting it to other people? So if we're all wearing it, we're just making them wear it, right? Or is this an issue of it protects us? You know, and if you ask um, people who live in East Asia, like I have a student in Taiwan, I teach um, English, and and he's a urologist, um, and he said, there's no way, like, we would not think of wearing a mask. I absolutely believe that it prevents uh, and lowers the rate of transmission. Oop, I think just lost Leslie. I'm going to have to bring her back online here there she is hey hey i don't know what happened you dropped out you know i know this is this is a uh yeah you know so many maybe a whole bunch of people are on and so yeah we're getting some drop calls but um yeah so i was talking about how what's the last thing you heard you were talking you were talking about here i'll tell you what yeah yeah and so people uh, who think that if you wear a mask, like like you're more like, oh, because the way that they handle the mask, they don't, so it's more likely to make you sick. Yes. And so, um, you know, and for me, the answer to that is that, um, you know, I feel like, first of all, we're not going out very much right now, right? And if I do right. go to the store, it's a one-time use. I'm not touching, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not touching uh, my mask. And let's say I do. Even if I do, here's what the mask is helping me to do. Not touch my face. Not touch my yeah. nose and my mouth and my ears. My, my, I'm sorry. My ears are fine to touch. My eyes, right? And it's, especially for yeah. kids. Like you brought Christian out. You know, mm-hmm. I think that um, it prevents me, you know, probably helped him to remember not to touch his, his face because it's right there blocking so him too. from touching his face. And then when you get home, you just take that thing right off and throw it in the wash. You know what else I think it does to you, or at least I think I saw this with my son, is that it helped him 
realized that this is serious mm-hmm. and to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand um, some parents are concerned about instilling fear into their children, and so they're worried about their children being fearful. And and I understand that as well. And so my advice is you can reframe it to let your child know that, hey, we are wearing a mask because we want to help stop the spread. Yeah. So when you wear a mask, you are being a helper. Mm-hmm. And children love to help. They do. That's um, a really good point, Leslie. And then that empowers them to help them feel like this mm-hmm. is something that I can do to help this really big situation that feels out of control. Right. So instead of kind of framing it like, oh, you don't want to get sick, you better put that on. It's, hey, let's help everyone feel comfortable putting on a mask. Right. Let's help everyone feel feel safe. And um, again, we all know that these homemade masks are not going to be as protective as N95 masks. I mean, you and I are both well aware of that. But it does offer some protection, and um, I think it can offer some comfort as well. I do too. And let me add to that is that two really important points. Um, one, you know, in terms of uh, protecting you, um, you know, are you really being protected from another person? Well, if you're standing six feet away, right? Um, mm-hmm. You're you're being protected, and let's emphasize that this is not a replacement. Wearing a mask is not a replacement for social distancing. Very important right. that you know that. That we, I know that. That Leslie knows that. My mom knows that. My kids know that. <laughs> it is not a replacement uh, for social distancing. It is in addition to. How can we mitigate mitigate the it spread is. of this virus? Right. So but also, you um, know what? As you're going down the aisles, you're a little closer than six feet. As you're passing, That's you know, right. cause I, I remember in our last episode, you said that some grocery stores were directing the flow, which mm-hmm. I think is good because it keeps people from yeah. walking past one another. Mm-hmm. But um, and even though Costco has implemented a lot of really great changes, um, they are not controlling the flow of the traffic. So you're mm-hmm. still walking past one another. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking past as uh, someone coughs or sneezes. You're in that zone. You are. I mean, you are. And if you didn't know it and they just sneezed or coughed and you walk right into a waft of it, and I talked about this with mm-hmm. my student uh, in Taiwan and he and I talked about that, you know, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so again, this issue of, you know, will it protect you from the virus uh, the way, you know, is it as protective as an N95 mask or a surgical mask? It doesn't really need to be in the sense that those medical workers, you know, they are in constant contact with sick people, right. constant contact. And so for us who are venturing out to do a bit of grocery shopping, you know, it is about, again, if you are sick and you don't know it, and it's also about you not touching your face. And right. on the off, off, off chance that you can walk, walk into aerosolized, you know, uh, COVID-19. But, you know, let's acknowledge that that's probably a low chance. But those other benefits are huge. And the benefits of us all wearing it is reinforcing the changing of the culture, uh, which is important. If you want your neighbor and you want that other shopper who's sick, you know, to not give it to you, then you want them to wear a mask, right? Then do your part and put on a mask, right? right? Do your part, put on a mask. 
I think that's right. really logical. And I saw the logic in that, and I argued that with my husband before the CDC put out its recommendation. I talked to him about this weeks ago, and he's like, ah, I don't mm. agree. It's, 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 you know, scientifically, it's pointless. And I said, you're, you're, you're not looking at the psychology of this, mm. the psychology of it. There's a stigma here. And so um, – yeah. Anyway, so I, you know, that's where I stand on it. And I, I thought it'd be fun to tell you, Leslie, do you know how many yeah. cities now require face masks? I know that some are starting to, but I do not know the numbers. Okay, so I, I only know a few. Um, but, you know, since the CDC only put out the recommendation two days ago, you know, I think cities mm. are, are starting to, if they thought about it, now they feel more comfortable doing it because they, they probably didn't want the backlash, right? Um, but right. now with, you know, the support of the CDC giving this recommendation. So the city of Laredo, I think, did that even before the CDC re- recommended it. Wow. So there's a $1,000 fine for people who are not wearing a mask when they go into, like, a public building and even, I think, a business. Oh, wow. And if you're caught, you can be issued a $1,000 fine. So when asked uh, about whether it's too steep, a city councilman said, and this is a great quote, um, I'd rather bury them in debt than bury them in a coffin. Wow. <laughs> it's so quotable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then so um, Hoboken, New Jersey, um, yesterday uh, started uh, implementing that. So requiring that employees of essential businesses like grocery stores, right? Yeah. And anybody who goes, any shoppers uh, who go into those businesses uh, or go into a government building, whatever, um, they all need to wear masks. Uh, mm. And Miami is going to start on Monday, and Lancaster, California, um, has um, also declared that people need to wear a mask and that a ticket would be issued to people who did not comply. Wow. Yes. How do you think people will respond to this in general? Oh, I think you're going to get quite a bit, a bit of people who are <laughs> going to be unhappy about it. I do. Um yeah, I do too. I, I think do. it'll be a mixed bag. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of us that are, you know, think if we all want this to be over. Oh my God, we all want to get back to our regular lives. I want to get back to my regular life. But you know what? That is part of the motivation, not only saving lives, but if you want this to be over, mm-hmm. let's follow the the regulations so that it can so that we can go back to normal yeah. um, a little sooner, hopefully, and hopefully flatten this curve so that, you know, we don't have um, as much loss. Um, you know, I know we all want to go back to normal, but at what cost? We have to follow the science, and we can't really afford magical thinking. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's pretty simple. Uh, they have proven... You know, uh, in places that have done very good lockdown, uh, you know, people don't want to talk about lockdown, but let's say, you know, stay home orders, stay put orders. Um, And it was shown to work uh, back in 1918 uh, during the Spanish Mm. flu pandemic. The cities that implemented a, a stay put order, those cities did not suffer the numbers uh, that cities that did not implement suffered. Yeah. So, yeah, it does work. The science is there, you know. So, you know, if you're uncertain, uh, do a Google search. I mean, do some reading. Um, and yeah. make sure that if you're not sure whether the facts uh, are facts that you're reading, check Snopes. They're pretty reliable. 
Um, right. But, you know, don't go just with what all your friends are doing um, and, and don't try to heckle, you know, other people, even though, I mean, I can no. get pretty um, judgmental about people who I think aren't doing what I think is right. But, you know, I'm trying to vet what I think. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm not just coming up with things out of the air. Uh, you know, I read, right. I mean, I really do read. I'm not just listening to my neighbor or my sister or somebody say something. And, right. You're not making up stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just taking what other people say for, you know, as a, as a right. fact, I do try to read and also, see what's happening. Mm-hmm. It almost seems to be like this. Um, there's still that high school level of peer pressure, right? You know, so you oh, may have I think some friends. So. Yeah. Yeah, you may have friends. They're still getting together and, you know, having drinks together and uh, having parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard, especially to people you're close to, to be the one to stand up and say, I'm sorry, I can't. You know, I'm, we're trying to stay socially distant and, distant and, you know, follow the guidelines. Um, you know, it takes a certain amount of... Um, bravery, I think. But I think now's the time to be brave, you know? I think, I I absolutely think that if you can be brave, and I, you know, I've said that in my posts too, let's all be brave. Let's put on a mask mm. or let's do social yeah. distancing or fill in the blank um, and do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely all right. Stay safe, agree. everyone. Until next time. Bye. All right.